So I want to talk to you a little bit about honor. And my message today is going to be um, in honor of my mother. My mother went home to be with the Lord almost three years ago. It'll be three years in June. And my mama was just amazing. Our house was the house that everybody came to. All the boys in high school came to our house. First of all, there were four daughters. So that might have something to do with it. But uh, my mama fed every strange boy and their strange dog. I mean, it was just the house. I'd go to bed, and she'd stay up and play cards with them. She'd fix some popcorn. She'd listen to their stories. And I grew up in a home where my mama created a place for everyone because she didn't have a place growing up. My mother was adopted. My mother was abused as a young girl. And so she created an environment that she didn't have. And out of my mom's life came something called Story Club. And I know a lot of you have heard me talk about Story Club. I've I started... It's um, part of my life coaching, and I teach you how to tell your story and write your story. So if you want to know more about that, check that out when you leave today. I love life coaching people to write their story and tell their story because my mom left me her story. Page by page, pain point by pain point, victory by victory, she wrote it down on paper. And it changed my life because I saw a woman that came from hell of a life. And when she met Jesus, everything changed in her life because there is power in the name of Jesus. There is healing in the name of Jesus. There is forgiveness. I could not forgive the man that abused my mother for the longest time until I saw the forgiveness as my mother was in hospice and asked her daughters to forgive him. I watched this woman, and, and that's what legacy does. You know the song we just sang? That's a prophetic song. Sing that over your children to the next generation and the next generation and the next generation. And I'm watching my son as his arms are lifted. My daughter-in-law's, her hands are out. My grandsons, as they've got their hands lifted. I'm going, Mama, you raised me to raise them to raise them. This is a picture of the next generation. If we don't do something in our country, we will lose our country. We will lose our freedoms. We must do something. So I'm going to honor my mama today. Um, I love this verse in Proverbs 11, and I'm hoping you take notes. Go to your app. They're there. I am not Pastor Phil. He is the smartest guy I know. He, you know, you get good stuff, but you're going to kind of, we said before, you're going to get the softer side of a message today on Mother's Day from me. So open your Bibles, and I like to say all the time, I'll say something, but God will say more. So if you listen, some of you, some of you are, I have ADD, Pastor Tammy, I can't listen. Oh, Quit excusing your behavior, all right? Listen, listen. If you're watching a ball game, you can hear the score. Come on, all right? So if you'll listen and just say right now, Holy Spirit, who the Bible tells us the Holy Spirit came to be in us, to give us insight, wisdom, revelation. If you listen, he's gonna show you something today that will change your life forever, I promise you. In Proverbs 11:16, the Bible says, a kind-hearted woman gains honor, gains honor. Honor is not something we talk much about today. It's a, a little outdated. It's a little not in vogue. Um, but I believe it's very important, so much so that God gave it to Moses in the Ten Commandments. Now, stay with me. You might not have caught this in the movie, The Ten Commandments, with Charleston Heston. So he goes up on the mountain. He has an encounter with God. God gives him Ten Commandments, not suggestions, he gives him 10 commandments, and he says, Moses, tell the people to live by these 10 commandments, 
and all will be well with them. The first four are your vertical relationship with God. If you read through the 10, you'll see that the first four are how you relate to God, the creator, your Yahweh, your Jehovah, your God. Those four commandments are how you relate to him. The next six are how you relate to humanity. Vertical, horizontal, a perfect picture of the cross. God says, get these commandments down and you will live a prosperous life. Matter of fact, in number five of the commandments is a verse that every parent teaches their children before they can walk. Honor your father and mother and your days will be long and I will not murder you. All right, that's about how that verse goes. Okay, it's the fifth commandment and it's so beautiful because God's given these commandments to Moses. He's saying, Moses, this is how you lead my people. You teach in these commandments and they'll go into the land. Well, it's so important that Moses tells them, but then if you know your Bible, it's repeated again a couple books over in what's called Deuteronomy. And in Deuteronomy, that word actually means the repeat of the law. So if you ever read the book of Deuteronomy, he's telling you everything he told you once again because he knows that you're double dumb. He knows that you have to read it and read it again. Come on now, you're not all with me. I need some ahas. I need some energy here. Um, so De Deuteronomy, he says it again. And he says, honor thy father and thy mother that, look, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord has promised you. Listen, this is a blessing from God. It is a promise. Do you want a promise of a long life, of a prosperous life, of a blessed life? I do. I've read this. I've read, read it. I've read it. I've read, read it, reread it, that too. And I'm walking through it. And I'm going, God, I want a long life. I want a prosperous life. I want a blessed life. I want to be anointed. I want to carry this. So I'm beginning to understand there's something about honor that I don't understand. God, teach me the word honor. And I'm just telling you, and I'm going to get to this in a minute, we had these great t-shirts made. If you know anything about me and women of influence, we love fashion. So we had really cool shirts made. And guys, I need you, and especially all you husbands and children who have not gotten anything for your mother yet, you need to honor her. And I'm telling you, when you wear this and it's given to you by someone that loved you, you walk around like you are somebody. You are honored. So I'm telling you, I expect that line to be long and every t-shirt to be gone, because let me tell you why you get a blessing. When you honor someone, you get blessed. So I'm just, just saying, plus they're cute and they make great fashion statements. Okay, so here we are. Let's talk about this. Honor is in Exodus. Honor is in uh, Deuteronomy. But not only that, it's so important. Listen, so many of you go, ah, that's Old Testament stuff. We're living in the New Testament. Okay, then stay with me. Because Paul thought it was so important, the Apostle Paul, that he repeats it back to the church at Ephesus. This church at Ephesus, listen, honor thy father and thy mother, which is, listen, the first commandment with a promise. This is a promise. God does not break promises. What are we just seeing, Whitney? He, he doesn't break your heart in pieces. He gives you promises. You want a blessing? Do you need a blessing? Then learn to honor others, it, that it may go well with you and you may have a long life. Well, I'm telling you what, honor is a funny word and I had to research this. So I gotta go fast, stay with me, I got a lot of good stuff. The word honor in the Hebrew means heavy or weighty. Something's heavy or weighty. It means you walk into a room and you can feel the presence. Do you know when we're worshiping and you just feel the presence of God is atmospheric? That's because we're honoring him. So when you walk in a room or you give someone honor, there is a presence because you can feel it. Honor is something you can feel. Honor is heavy. It reminds me of when our sweet little son-in-law, Brandon, was dating our daughter, Jen, and he felt it was time to ask for her hand in marriage. So he said, Jen, I'd like to talk to your dad. Can you imagine that? 
And so they get together and Brandon and Phil are sitting in the living room and they talked and they talked and they talked, which is something Brandon does not do. And they talked and they talked. And finally, Pastor Phil said, Brandon, is there something you wanna ask me? Because I believe, let me tell you why, I believe that the room was heavy, maybe a little fear, <laughs> but I believe, and he has all of these years honored Pastor Phil. There was a sense of honor he had for asking for Jen's hand in marriage. That's what honor is. But you know, guys, I don't think we honor today, and that's why I chose to talk about this. We've got to be educated. We've got to be smart. We've got to know the Word of God. We've got to know the principles and the blessings and the truths from the Word of God. See, I believe, and I love this. Let me just start with this quote. Greg Rochelle said, listen, it's respect that people have to earn. Honor is a gift freely given. See, you got to earn my respect, but it's up to me to hand you honor. So why have we lost honor today? Well, first of all, I believe because of entitlement, number one. I believe we live in a generation, we live in a culture, we live in a society of entitlement. We're all seen as equal, we're all seen as one, we're all seen as relevant. Actually, the definition of entitlement means, listen, a belief that one is inherently deserving of privilege or special treatment. Ain't nobody, ain't no color, ain't no person. Come on now, we are equally made in God's image. Yes, but there are principles and there are guidelines and there is structure and there is truth. And we are to honor our mother and father. We are to honor God. We are to honor authority. We are to honor positions. And we have lost that, I believe, because of social media and other things. I think social media has just made me so empowered to say what I want to whom I want, whenever I want, and it really doesn't matter. Just unfriend me, unfollow me. And you see how this entitlement is just growing in our society where everyone has rights to be and, and do whatever they'd like. But I don't think just that. I also think, or let me just give you the slide. I think this is really good. Um, I have found it so interesting that, talk about entitlement, these stimulus checks are killing our society. We were at dinner the other night at a friend's restaurant and he said, I can't find workers because they're getting so, so much in their stimulus checks they don't want to come to work. So we are creating a culture of just take care of me, let the government take care of me, you take care of me, that there's not a sense of honor or respect even for ourselves to work. I love this quote by Abraham Lincoln. He said, listen, if this country is ever demoralized, it will come from trying to live without work. Do you think he knew something way back then? I mean, there's just this attitude of all of us feed me, take care of me. And I believe that entitlement, but I also think because of pride, a sense of I'm as good as you, I'm better than you, I don't need you. I love this quote, it says, pride is concerned, listen, with who is right. Pride is concerned with who is right. Humility is concerned with what is right. You ask yourself in your spirit, in your spirit, can you allow your spirit to speak to you? Pastor Phil and I have a word and he says it to me often and it's simmer. Simmer. Because everything in me immediately wants to react. It's my nature, it's humanity, and, and, and there's just something about reacting. I think we live in a day where we just give everyone permission to react and respond. Just watch media, watch the news, just watch the world. And can I just ask you to simmer? and allow Holy Spirit to do course correction because he's so good at it. If you just allow him to speak to you, Proverbs 29, 23 says, a person's pride will humble him. Look, anybody in the house been humbled? Anybody in the house made a fool of yourself and you tripped over your own mistakes? 
It tells us that our pride will humble us, but a humble spirit will gain honor. Can you put on humility? Can you learn how to humble yourself and honor someone above you? And then the, this last one I think that's very important is lack of training. We ask our children what they want, how they feel. We're so touchy-feely. We're so, we're so worried about their feelings. We see honors outdated and relevant. We don't teach our children in our homes and our schools to honor. Pastor Phil and I just watched a documentary. I would highly recommend all of you. It's called No Safe Spaces with Dennis Prager. And he goes on college campuses and they begin to interview these students. And these students are so fragile that they have to have places on college campuses where they can go and sit and no one can talk to them or touch them. They're called safe spaces. So don't harm me, don't hurt me. It's a canceled culture, so don't, no one can touch me there. They, by definition, call them snowflakes. And the snowflake culture is melting away. And I'm telling you what, we aren't teaching backbone. We aren't teaching honor. We're not teaching structure. We're not teaching discipline. Wake up and grow up. I had to go to college. I was made fun of. It hurt me. I fell down and bruised my knee. And we are creating a culture of the, and, I, and here, let me just say this. I don't want to beat up on, on the next generation because this is my philosophy. The generation that is today becomes the culture of tomorrow. So they introduced it. We did it in our generation in the late 60s and 70s. And we introduced to the generation a new culture. So we can't talk about millennials or XYZ or whoever they are. It's the culture that we live in today. You as adults, listen, this, this just got me on my walk when I was praying yesterday. The verse came, train up a child in the way they shall go. And when they grow old, they will not depart from it. Now my son is sitting on the front row going, oh, do I know that one? Because it was on the back of the board that we spanked them with. No lie, we still have the board today. But here's the problem with that. that yeah, yeah, we did. But what, let's look at the first word. Can you say it with me? Train. It wasn't on them, it was on me. I was to train up my children. You know, back in the day, I remember my papa saying to me one day, do as I do, not as I say. It never made sense to me. That was a philosophy where he didn't have to do it, but I had to do it. Are you with me? Are you training up children in righteousness? Are you praying? Are you giving? Are you serving? Are you loving? All they see is anger and bitterness and brokenness. If your children don't come up to follow you in, the, in Christ, it starts with the first word, train. I love this quote, without integrity and honor, having everything means nothing. I don't care how much you have. I don't care who you are. I don't care what materialism you have to show me. If you don't have integrity and you don't have honor, you don't have anything. I'm going to take a few moments while we're together, and I want to give you three areas that I believe are so important that we have to learn to honor. Because in my walk, when God gives me stuff, and I'm on a walk, and I take a verse, I say, God, show me that. Give me insight, wisdom, and revelation. Open the Word of God, because the Word of God is living and active. It's for me. It's for you. It's not for the preacher to get up here and spoon feed you. He can do that, but do you realize you have to digest it? It will never be a nutrient to you unless you take it in you and you absorb it. So you have to realize these things. First of all, I understand that we have to honor family. 
We have to honor family. There's a great story in the book of uh, Numbers 12 in the Bible. And we talked about Moses a little bit and how he went up on the mountain. Well, his mama was a stellar mama. If you know anything about Jochebed, she had three children that we know of. She had Moses, which we know was the prophet. She had Miriam, the girl who was a worship leader. We read that in Exodus 15. And she had Aaron, who was a priest. So she did pretty good, right? Prop prophet, priest, worship leader, I would say she did well. And so God is using Moses in a mighty way, and they're moving out of the land of bondage and out of the land of, of Egypt and all of this, and they're working their way through. And God uses the little brother Moses, and he's the mouthpiece for God. Well, you know, Aaron and Marion got just a little tired of their little brother. And they use this. Listen to this verse. It's so powerful. Has the Lord spoken only through Moses, they asked? Hasn't he also spoken through us? And the Lord heard this. It's a fascinating story. I'd encourage you to go back and read it. And the Bible comes down. Stay with me. The Bible comes down and God says, Moses, go and get Aaron and Miriam and bring them outside the court. He would not let them even come in the temple with their dishonor. They had dishonored their brother, God's prophet. Everyone else got to come in the church to see. They got to come in and worship in the temple, in the Holy of Holies, but said, you meet me outside. And why? They were murmuring, is what the Bible says. That means to talk with rocks in your mouth. You know, you know, Linus used to do that. That's how you sound when you murmur. And they were murmuring against Moses, listen, because he had married a Cushite woman, a woman of dark skin, and they were judging who he had married. And God came down, met him outside the temple, and look what he said. He speaks to him, and he said, to my prophets I speak through dreams and visions, but to Moses I speak face to face. And he looks at Miriam, and he strikes her with leprosy to where her skin turns white. Her very criticism was her brother's marriage to someone with dark skin. God says, I'm going to show you a lesson here. And he strikes her with leprosy. Now listen, then he puts her outside the camp of everyone else. She's this big leader. Outside for seven days by herself. You think isolation is tough through this pandemic? Can you imagine God isolating you? And Moses goes to God and says, God, please, please, please don't. This is my sister. I love my sister. She didn't mean to. Please know God. And God says to Moses, if she were in her father's home, he would have spit in her face and set her outside the camp for seven days because she dishonored him. And that was a part of a cultural thing. You'd spit in the face because it was a picture of dishonor. But here's the beautiful part if you continue to read. She stayed outside the camp for seven days. The whole tribe had to wait for God to deal with her. And then the Bible says, and then it restored her skin and restored her position. So no matter what you've done, God may have to get your attention. Let's hope it's not with leprosy. But there's times where God has to isolate me, and I've been there. And he says, i got to do a little work on your heart. So the reason I'm going to give you leprosy is because I don't want anybody around you. See, when you had leprosy, you literally had to say, unclean, 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 and no one could come around you. He's for seven days dealt with Miriam, and then he put her back in a position because we see she leads one of the greatest worship movements in Exodus 15 with the people. I'm telling you what, don't dishonor your family. Don't dishonor your family. There's something about honor with your family, but also with others. 
also with others. The Bible tells us in Mark 6, and I love this story, Jesus had been out doing miracle after miracle. Wouldn't you have just loved to have lived in that day? Miracle after miracle. Well, let's guess what? He's doing it in our day too. We got a miracle story right here. We got another miracle story. Matter of fact, I think Christiana, you are watching my love. Uh, you know Christiana on our worship team and she's been pregnant and she just had her baby on Saturday. Praise you Jesus because a year and a half ago she couldn't conceive. A year and a half ago she put a prayer request in that wall and today she's holding a precious little baby. So don't you think God's not working miracles today? He's working miracles, but Jesus was walking. He was doing all of these miracles all over the place. And you know how when you're just tired and you want to go home? You just want to go home. Well, Jesus says, I'm going to go back home. I just need a little rest. So he goes back to Nazareth to his hometown with his people, his family, his friends. And look what the Bible says. The Bible says that they began to say, wait a minute. Isn't this just Jesus? Isn't this just Mary and Joseph's little boy? You know, the carpenter's son. Oh, wait a minute. Didn't he spend the night with us one night? I think he kept my kid up all night walking on water. I mean, wasn't that that Jesus? And they diminished the honor of Jesus. And look what the scripture says. Look what the scripture says. Mark 6. Look, Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own town among his relatives and in his own home. He could not, not that he didn't want to, he could not do many miracles except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them, but he was amazed at their lack of faith. And God says, I can't move here because you've dishonored me. I'm telling you, there's somebody waiting for a miracle, waiting for a breakthrough, waiting for a healing. It's gotta start with honor. There's something about the word, and let me explain this. How do you define honor? I would love just in your mind, what's the definition of honor? And some of you are Googling right now. What's the definition of honor? And as I'm walking, I'm like, God, what does honor mean? So I know it's heavy and I know it's weighty. I don't think that you can define honor because I think it's spiritual. I think there's something supernatural about understanding in your intellect and in your spirit how to give someone honor when maybe they don't even deserve it. Because you may come from a home and you say, my mother does not deserve honor. My father does not deserve honor. But there is something about a principle and there's something about a practice that is supernatural beyond your comprehension. The Bible would not be replete with this story over and over and over again that when we honor others, we are blessed. I was so moved by this that two weeks ago I went into the office and I walked from staff member to staff member to staff member to staff member and just honored them for being our children's workers and our youth workers and our lead in link and our, you know what that did for me besides giving me a blessing? Talk about walking on sunshine. I mean, I'm just walking out. Of, now, not, I don't do it for this. Please don't get me wrong. But there's something what it did for me it allowed me to lift someone above me. I am the senior pastor here. And I walk in that office and believe me, they start cleaning their desk and they act like they're working. And you know, they get on the phone, start praying, healing over people, you know, just, oh, she's here. They don't really do that. But there's something I could feel with my position. But what happens when I reverse that? And I walk in and I begin to honor those that love God and love me and show respect and work hard. There is a blessing that God gives. And this is one of the hardest ones because it's honor government and authority. And this was a hard one. I'm gonna take a few moments. I just wanna share this. 
We live in a day that's very hard to honor people in our government and people in authority. My husband and I chatted about this the other day because there are people in high authority in our government that I do not agree with. My heart is broken. Everything on social media, I want to post about them. I want to defame them. I want to blame them. I want to ridicule them. I'm going to be honest. That's I'm just trying to talk honest with you. And this is how I process spiritual things. I'm just trying to show you. When I read a verse, I don't really know how to do that. I ask God, show me. And God said, that's why it's spiritual. Honor the position, honor authority, and I will do course correction in them. I, will, I can take someone down quicker than you can believe. If you practice honor, now that does not mean, and hear me clearly, that I don't use my voice and my vote and my vocation and everything in me to stand for my First Amendment right, to stand for my Second Amendment right, to stand for the Constitution, to stand for the right for a church to be open, to stand for a prayer walk. I saw where a pastor in Canada was arrested in the highway. They stopped him in his car yesterday, drug him out of his car, and arrested him because his church has been open. I will stand for my right to assemble as a U.S. citizen on a Sunday morning in a church, 100%. But how I do it is the question. How I do it is the question. I want to have a sweet spirit and a strong spine. That's tweetable. Please, somebody tweet that. That just came out, so that must be from God. Ain't in the notes, never said it before. Remind me what I said. A sweet spirit and a strong spine. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. So let's just take a moment. I think this, this quote is so good. Please, please listen. When there is a lack of honor in government, the morals of the whole people are poisoned. That was President Herbert Hoover. I tell you what, our politics are poisoned. There is not honor. When we see on the day of prayer that our leadership doesn't even pray, don't know if you caught that, but there was a national day of prayer this week and they assembled to talk. There was not one prayer lifted up to God on the national day of prayer in our country. That concerns me. Anybody else? Anybody feeling that there's something here? And I believe that this president understood that when there's a lack of honor in government, our honor comes to one person and one person alone. Because here you're going to ask yourself, listen, we're closing. This is so good. All right, Tammy, how do I honor my mother and father when I don't want to? How do I honor others when they've hurt me? How do I honor government when I don't want to? There's only one way, and it's start by honoring God. When you honor God, he'll teach you how to honor others. I mean it. We sing glory and honor and power. I text the team this morning. I was out on my prayer walk, and I love all you guys. You, you guys honk at me, and I'm going up Fairmont, and I'm going down Santa Ana, and I'm just praying all over. This morning, about five people honking at me, and I'm listening to Melody and the team sing glory and honor and power, the song on our new album, and I'm just singing it out. I'm singing it over Anaheim. I'm singing it over California. God knows we need it with this recall. God, we need glory. We need honor. We need your power. I believe that. And I believe that when I give God glory, and I give God honor, and I give God power, that he can do course correction in me, and I need it all day long. My flesh is so strong. My attitude, my temper, my strengths, all this stuff that I have to learn to yield to the God of the universe that created me in his image, because the Bible tells us, I love this verse. It's so good. 
For you are worthy, our Lord. For you are worthy, our Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they were created. It starts by honoring God. Have you honored God? There's ways we honor God, and we do that. Obviously, we all know with our first fruits, our tithes, our giving, our generosity, all of that. But you honor God with your heart. You honor God with everything you have. You lift God up. You lift others up above yourself. I want to ask you right now, who are you honoring? Who are you honoring? There's a quote by John Bevere that I love. True honor is an outflow from the heart that fears God. Can you look at that? It's so good. True honor is an outflow from a heart that fears God. So if honor means something that's heavy and weighty, that you feel it, I want you to think right now. Everybody just stay with me. This could be your moment. Who is it that you've dishonored right now? Not quiet. Who is it you've dishonored? You may need to just do some course correction in your own spirit right now. You may need to go to that person. Or you could just simply buy them a t-shirt and hand it to them. That was shameless. <laughs> I really, really pray. And you, you have no idea how many hours I've logged in on this message as I have prayed over you and these seats and your heart and your journey. Because until we honor others, we will never have a full blessing from God. You just won't. It's a principle that God has to humble us with. So we're going to sing, and Pastor Phil in a moment is going to come and just welcome the mamas, love the mamas, give us a blessing, I think. But we're going to sing the blessing. I love this song by Carrie Job. You all seem to enjoy it too. And I want you to begin to see the next generation. Now listen, we're not done yet, that verse. Train up a child in the way they will go. And when they're old, they will not depart from it. Mama, Daddy, that's on you. That's on you to train up the next generation so that we can leave a legacy of a beautiful country, churches that are open, people that believe God.